We've been getting a bunch of five-star reviews on iTunes lately, so thanks to everyone who's been putting us over. If you haven't yet, there's no time like the present. You can be just like Cornelius Lowe, who says we're super fun and easy to listen to, and that we help him out when his fiance wants to watch the Bachelorette finale instead of wrestling. We're here for you, Cornelius. Get on iTunes and hit those fives. Tyson Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Daddy's home. Do, 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 do. Daddy's home. It's me, guys. I'm back. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Philly's finest, finest, Hal Loveland. He's so fine. I am so fine. He's so fine. I'm so fine. Doodle lang, doodle lang. <laughs> All of the classics from Hal Loveland in this KTL collection. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, <laughs> the woman of a thousand brews, Danielle Radford. Oh, hello. And the Sweet Beats music man, Mike Eagle. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. I like that. I'm currently doing, uh, if I'm making faces over here, I will let you guys know. I'm currently in the middle of mm. doing the job to a gas station sandwich. Okay. <laughs> oh no! In front of your eyes, doing the job. I have yeah, some. Sandwich. I have some uh, Lacroix Pample Pample Mousse. Would you like some Pample? I mousse? need to take a bath in it. Is what I need. To do. <laughs> I need to uh, let it cleanse me inside and out because I made a horrible, horrible error. What a ticking clock what? that is for oh this episode. God. What kind of gas station sandwich did you? Does it matter? It what doesn't kind? matter, Kev. No, because I feel like I feel like if it was just cheese and meat, like yeah. or, like it's not that bad. But if it's like a tuna or a crab or something. Oh no 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 no! Crab. Where are you gonna grab sandwich? At a, are we in Maine? <laughs> what gas station has that? Coming up on this week's show, hmm. Team Kjo, Head on Collision, The Dark Side of Fandom, and a lot more. But first, Lucha Underground is officially on Netflix. Will I, the person who's barely watched any of that show, watch? Probably not. <laughs> you guys are bigger fans. Danielle, will you rewatch the show? And Mike, will you watch it? I will re I'm probably gonna rewatch it. Wow. Like, I binge love it. it. It's really good. Lucha's amazing. Lucha's great. Everyone should watch it and then watch it again. When it was announced that it was on Netflix, yeah. I went to my TiVo and canceled my season pass that I had of it <laughs> and deleted the folder full of the ten episodes wait, that I hadn't wait. watched <laughs> so far. You had a fucking season pass yeah. and you never told me. Yeah. That. <laughs> I, I I was watch I would watch it sometimes. Yeah. And then what happened was WWE <laughs> Started making 17,000 hours of wrestling a week, yeah. and I simply have not had the time. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. That's true. You have like eight jobs, so that's. I good. do lots of stuff, yeah. and I love wrestling, but I'm already mad at Like, I'm mad at all the wrestling I watch already. Yeah. <laughs> mad, at, like actively mad. I'd be sitting home watching Raw mad. <laughs> making me watch you. Yeah. Content. You know, I think the fact that. That this is the subject, and we're already out of time for the segment. Lets us know how much we're going to be watching the show. <laughs> anyway, if there's ever a sign that WWE is in full WrestleMania mode, it's that Raw actually becomes really eventful and meaningful. Does it though? And if there's one person who made sure of that it was Triple H, his presence was felt throughout the show, starting with his two chosen ones, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. And once I'm done, the only thing left of Y2J. Her name's Kervin Owens. Will be 
Proven the tears of Jericho cry it out, man. Who needs best friends when you've got a destroyer? This is a coalition I can get by. The two then beat down Sammy and Jericho in the subsequent tag match. Danielle, this is one of the first times they formalized an alliance between Joe and Kevin. Are you on board for the Triple H guy stable that's been rumored for a while? Uh, you know, and I've had, and I've talked about it, where I've had like reservations about Joe and Kevin being on the same show because right. I was like, they're basically like fucking palette swapped versions they of each are. other. It's, it's like it's Ken and Ryu. Uh, it's Ken and Ryu. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I have yeah. in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ken and Ryu. <laughs> um, so I was definitely very like worried about it. So now my worry is that they're gonna turn into fucking Rocksteady and Bebop. Oh. Where that is way worse. <laughs> Tell me I'm not close to being right, though. Oh so God. that's my fear, but I really... Rock steady and beep. How does this rifle work? Oh, oh my face. Well, they just picture Trips in the middle wearing whatever metal fucking mask he's going to wear yeah. for, for fucking <gasps> WrestleMania. And then oh just, just flanking him in cash shorts. What? Oh my god! Just, just casual day, Kevin and fucking. Oh Samoa. yeah, they're both gonna be wearing gym shorts, and he's gonna be wearing like bandolero bullets <laughs> and have lasers. Oh, that's funny. They look like the guys who are impossible to box out in a pickup basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we got next. Yeah, we got. Oh, the guy's gonna sweat all over me. I gotta put my forearm on his back for twenty five minutes. And then Triple H just comes out in an actual Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Mike? Are you are you here for that stable? I'm here for the stable, man. Mm-hmm. But I I don't want to see not one more Kevin Owens turns on his friends angle. So I hope that they have already thought another way out of this right. sometime because they've done that with Sammy. They did it with Jericho. I just want to. I'm hoping upon hope that they don't make that the only thing Kevin Owens does is befriend people and turn on them. Unless they unless they make that a long game where he gets to the point where when he's babyface, like they sort of did this with the Shield a little bit, where when they turned babyface or the or Reigns and Ambrose did, they had no allies because they had spent two yeah. years beating the shit out of the roster. Right. So now nobody wants to hang out with them. Right. Which would be an interesting story for Kevin Owens for him to try to earn that back. But I agree, like he's he's a prize fighter. Make him fight for prizes. Right. Like that's I mean, well, I, which is also why it does make sense for him to be like, look what happens to dudes who like link up with Triple H. They get prizes, and right. I want prizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they get to keep prizes because Trips makes it happen. And uh, you know, he's a he's a dude that wants to go to zoos, and he's got kids, <laughs> and so it makes I don't know. I'm I'm taking a cautious wait and see kind of approach to it. Okay. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I feel like I do this every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to Triple H himself who came out to the ring to berate Mick Foley for attempting to fire Stephanie McMahon. Let's hear that. I'm going to tell you what you need to do right now, Mick. You need, to, you need to tuck your tail between your legs and you need to waddle up that ramp. You understand me, Foley? Now get your ass up that ramp and get the hell out of my ring. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, that meant that Seth Rollins had to make the save and reveal that his leg is strong enough for him to mix it up in the ring and probably make his WrestleMania match. Mike, are you looking forward to Seth versus Hunter? 
I am. I do think the, that that matchup, that feud, has a lot more heat now. But it's funny to me that apparently WWE's idea of heat is just like guys should just try to murder each other. Like, like right. that's the only thing they do. Like, you have people flatten each other with like forklifts <laughs> and hit each like throw each other through cars. That's WrestleMania season. Everybody go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like the feud is is it's got some heat. It's it's going some place. I feel like after. You know, whoever takes that pinfall in that match, and you know, hopefully it's Triple H, hopefully you want Seth to go over. Right. And after that feud is over, I feel like Seth will be in a good babyface position going forward, and I'd like to see what happens from there. He did come back like super. He he came back the way that he should have came back when he was injured the first time. Right. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be one of those things where Seth is going to have something to prove. Both uh, Seth on the show and Seth in real life, who keep having his legs fall off. Mm-hmm. So I think that's same gonna be leg great. too. Same yeah. Put it on better. <laughs> Get better screws, guys. Yeah. Call, call those contractors because they are not Angie's list. You know, like <laughs> the balcony keeps falling down um and also and you know i made fun of it but let's be real hunter's entrance is going to be pretty amazing i want to know what that entrance is going to be because i know i'm going to pop for it whatever was, it is i'm going to pop for it was it this year he did the terminator thing or was that two years ago that was two years ago that was whack i but hated that this year was the one where it was like fucking stephanie mcmahon on oh, top yeah, that of was like great. a cage of yeah. that shit was incredible oh i lost i was so good where so is there freaking... to go like this year he's just going to be in the ring hi guys <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrestle <laughs> on the game <laughs> and then, then we just go right into it let's go from triple h to his best buddy sean michaels who returned to remind roman reigns not to take the undertaker lightly when the two of them face each other at mania danielle do you think this is good use of a wwe legend to hype up a match or did this just remind people that there are more interesting folks in the wwe than roman reigns i mean i you know if Sean's around, they're going to get Sean in. And then just like everybody else, because it's WrestleMania season, Sean going to get his payday. Look, I have come to a very zen place with this WrestleMania. I've been fighting against it because there's a lot of it that, that's that been happening that I've been like, this could be fun and interesting, but it doesn't advance stories. And I've recognized hmm, <laughs> oh, that WrestleMania is no longer the place where the stories that have been happening throughout the year necessarily get resolved. Right. WrestleMania is a huge party where everybody's invited. Mm-hmm. And so now that I've started to think of WrestleMania as a huge party where everyone is invited, I am way more zen about stuff like, oh, Shawn Michaels just showed up to like, you know, drive fear into Roman Reigns. And maybe a couple weeks ago, I would have been like, I don't know if that's the best use of him. But right now I'm just like, it's a party, man. It's He's time. just setting it up. Mm-hmm. It's just a party. Mike, I think that this WrestleMania is going to be one of the five worst ever. Really? Looking at the card, looking at how they Damn. built to it. I think this is, in the bottom five, it would be the best of the bottom five. But I think, <laughs> I, I'm so disenchanted. Even The Miz, Maurice versus Cena and Nikki, just feels like they they threw it together. They've thrown together matches where the people are able to do a short build. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, as you pointed out, Danielle, have that feel like the culmination of six months worth of storytelling. W- with the exception of Triple H Rollins. Do you, and well, I, and I guess Owens and Jericho, but I just don't, I have no high hopes for it. Hmm. Where are you in terms of 
terms of this WrestleMania? Do you feel like it's going to be know okay? What? Where, where's it going to sit in the pack? I find myself never really logically thinking about whether or not I'm excited about a pay-per-view. Okay. I'm kind of just always excited about a pay-per-view. Right. And I'm kind of just always excited about WrestleMania. If I think about it too long, I'm going to get very angry just like you. <laughs> uh, and I'm already angry enough. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, you, you, you bring up a good point, though, and I think there's a lot of shoehorning happening right now. There's a ton of it. Like, I looked at that Ms. Maurice segment on SmackDown, and Maurice was going off about shit from two, three, four, eleven years ago. And But look, this shit started backstage when something got spilled on her. <laughs> yeah. But you know no, I, mean? I do. I did like the I did like Maurice's thing. That makes sense I, I to me because that's about her money. But I didn't I didn't not like it. It's just that there's so much shit happening right now that's just right. constantly fucking insulting my intelligence. Like they punish us for having good memories. Right. I feel like every time I like remember what happened last week. It makes me angry about this week. Like even the thing with Seth, like, oh, I would have enjoyed this a ton more if they haven't done this exact same fake injury thing with Sasha like a month ago. You well, know what I mean? And it, there's also that thing, like you point out, it's because he sp- she spilled something because uh, Nikki caused something to spill on Maurice. And now they're they're retconning it to make it yes. about money you owe me. Uh, let's But let's be fair. There was a girl that I used to fight a whole bunch when I was in eighth grade. And we hated each other and we hated each other and we hated each other. And we didn't fight until one day we were in class and she had to pass some papers to me. And she, on purpose, hit me in the face with papers. And so it but, looks but like th- hit me this, in the face with papers. Right. But we had a feud for but, two or three but years. But everybody knew y'all hated each other. <laughs> right. That's the difference. Yes. I don't want to have to have seen total Divas to get a WrestleMania match. Oh, well, it should only buddy. it should only enhance it. It should Join only enhance the party. it. All right, let's move on because oh. I'm about to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> let's go into the tag scene of Raw. Remember, they have one of those. Sheamus and Cesaro were wrestling Enzo and Cass for the chance to face the club for the tag titles at WrestleMania, but the club decided to come out and beat down their competition for the disqualification. Mike, we've wanted the club to get back to being the badasses we know they can be, but now that we know that they have to wrestle both of their opponents for the title at WrestleMania, did that just make them look like fucking idiots? <laughs> see, see, to me, I don't mind when heels look like idiots. True story. You know, I don't, and and I also don't mind when heels use violence to solve problems. Right. True so to story. me, that's fucking fine. You right. know. Okay. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they are. Like, because they're not, they were never known as being like super clever heels or anything. Right. They're not New Day, who back in their prime, they were known for being super clever about how they would win matches and cheat and stuff. Right. They're just like big dudes that hit stuff. They're just good brothers. Them being like, oh, we know how we'll solve this. We'll hit stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, I fully believe that the, the Bullet Club doesn't watch the rest of the show. Like, I fully believe that the club is just in the back, stretching, talking to themselves and their friends. And then when it's time to come out, they come out, they, they, beat up people and then they you go back. You know what that makes me think of? They should be the new APA. Mm. And they oh. should just be in the back drinking mm-hmm. and smoking cigars yeah. until somebody needs somebody to get whooped. Or they're like, yep. Enzo Cass, I hate those fuckers. Let's go beat them up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> but they're in like, I don't care. I want to hear your reasons. I'm going to go beat them up. We wear weird pants. <laughs> punch, oh my punch, God. Punch. How perfect would that be, though? You're absolutely right. They should be the new generation APA. That's sh- that should be what they're modeled after. Yeah. And again, the APA weren't clever. They just were big and punched faces. And that was the best gimmick ever, that they didn't give a fuck about anything else happening yeah. at the show. They just wanted yep. money. They yeah. would only move if there was money. Uh, I also would like to see them get, like, 
either a concerto or like right. putting th- people through tables or some mm-hmm. even the Usos have it the thing. super kick to the knee. Like mm-hmm. they have something that they do when they want somebody off the table. Yeah, because I like them a lot. I, you know, call. it's it's when I say they look like fucking idiots. That's more booking. Yeah. than anything else. But I, I guess I get it from that point of view. I just don't think they've been booked that way. No, I hear you. It, we're and we're sort right. of retrofitting them into, well, and, this is what we think they should be. And next be, week, so. they'll be geniuses. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, just this one guys, time, they gambled they, and got it right. You guys, they are doctors. Right. So. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, they that's were doctors. <laughs> yeah. They carried around testicles in a jar with vinegar for weeks. They're like Nazi doctors. It was <laughs> to watch them. <laughs> Look at these parts. What can we put them in? Uh, <laughs> these are gonads. Look at Gonads in a jaw. <laughs> gonads, you get it? How many sack jokes can I make? <laughs> All right, let's switch shows. SmackDown remembered they have tag team champions too. <laughs> I do remember that. American Alpha closed out the show against the Usos, and it was okay. <laughs> so this is a feud we were all here for when the Usos turned heel. And now I'm going to say full disclosure, I watched two shows this week. One was Talking Smack. One was Bring It to the Table. Damn! No live wrestling. <laughs> Watch no live wrestling. Listen, I just got off a boat. Uh, the whole world is That's swaying right, right now. That's true. I can't. <laughs> I've seen bits and clips, but I did not see any. Like, they weren't like, here's a highlight from SmackDown. <laughs> it's this tag match that you're not invested in. They honestly, the reason the match was fucked up okay. is that they spent the entire match cutting to scenes of Shane McMahon walking around bleeding. Yeah. And I'm, that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. They right. literally, every two or three minutes, cut to a scene of Shane McMahon bleeding and walking. Right. So there was no attention on the match. There was no heat to the match. Of course, there was no build-up to the match. And it's also, with the match, it's another horrible, horrible habit that they cannot seem to break, is that every single angle seems to get pushed forward by the champs getting panned. Like, I just, I, I, the parody that's happening right now, which is the reason ain't nobody really over, right. I think has a lot to do with the fact that every championship holder gets pinned every fucking week. <laughs> I think that's also, I, again, I think that's part of it is that we're on the road. And so when you're on the road, you They've have to make everyone They've been doing that shit all look, year long. That's true, but it doesn't it feel it's like it's been. a long ass road. <laughs> <laughs> the road to WrestleMania is actually, we 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 were born on this road. <laughs> is it the fucking Apian way? What we the hell will, are we talking about We will about die here? on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's like Mad Max. You just keep driving. You feel <laughs> Fury Road indeed. Yeah. Shit. The tag teams were not the focus of SmackDown. They never are and they <laughs> never will be. This week was all about AJ Styles attacking Shane McMahon and putting his head through a car window. Even though AJ was fired by Daniel Bryan, he was presumably rehired when Shane limped his weird-eyed ass out onto the stage and declared himself as AJ Styles' WrestleMania opponent. Well, it's not the match we wanted for AJ. <laughs> Danielle, how do you feel now that it's definitely booked and it's happening? You know what? I very much enjoyed AJ taking Shane around and just throwing him through stuff. And so now, because my whole thing was like, I don't want to watch Shane crash and stuff vertically anymore. And now that they've opened up this whole idea of him <laughs> crashing into stuff horizontally, <laughs> now I'm like, it's a game changer. It's going to be different. No more falling off the Titan Tron or something. Oh now it's God. crashing into cars. It's great. Just keep throwing him into stuff sideways. He'll set up a bunch of trash cans like, uh, like bowling ball 
dolphins and then throw Shane onto <laughs> a treadmill that's going full speed so he just flies across the stage. I would love that so much. That's right? Great. That's a great spot, Shane. Are you listening? Do that shit. Uh, what do you think, Mike? AJ beating the dog shit out of Shane McMahon right. is something to see. It was, yeah. it was pretty I mean, great. He whooped his ass and he was talking to him while he was whooping his ass. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to whoop your ass and he whooped his ass. It was, I mean, uh, it was great. That was great. Now, this yeah. match, I'm not really looking forward to just because it's not going to be able to really take advantage of AJ's like full skill set. It's going to be very, uh, you know, very much building to Shane taking crazy bumps, of course. But, very much like Seth Rollins, I think, now that I see that that's the angle they're taking where AJ's going to lose his mind and be staring at his hands in a, in, a, in a pool of blood, like, what did I just do? Like, now that I see that's where they're going, then it makes me feel good about where AJ will be after that match. Okay. People versus AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Photo shoppers, get on it! Oh, my God. You don't, you don't even see Shay go, hey, why are the camera guys here? Oh. <laughs> Presumably, they all know they're constantly being filmed all the time. Like, there are some context clues to what's about to happen. <laughs> that said, it was a great beatdown. Oh, my God. I haven't seen violence, focused violence like that yeah. in quite some time. AJ I... Styles is just the best. He's, he's like, I'm going to beat you flatter than the earth. <laughs> Uh, well, the only way that he knows that Shane exists is because NASA told him. <laughs> Fucking NASA. How do it work? <laughs> Finally, the WWE title also got some attention this week as Randy Orton bragged about playing the long con against Bray Wyatt. But Bray also had this to say about Randy's actions from a few weeks ago. She lives through me now. Eternally. <laughs> I'm born again, Randy. In her ashes, I baptize myself. I'm so glad Tommy Wiseau is writing for SmackDown now. Oh, <laughs> Guys, this was great. It was like it was Abigail's ashes. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like I know it's everybody. Dark Souls. This is great. <laughs> fucking awesome. Everybody's like into the macabre part of Bray Wyatt. It's what helped get him over. Uh, but between this and the burning of his shack a few weeks ago. <laughs> Is this a bridge too far? Yes. <laughs> many, many bridges too far. Why can't he just make the lightning? He stole that lightning. Right. I, miss, I do miss the lightning. Yeah. Ride, you ride the it, lightning, Bray Wyatt. Ride the lightning. <laughs> no, like I'm I'm still, I'm okay with it. it I want, again, I'm always, I want to see where it goes. And if it, if it becomes a thing where he's like, you know, she's inside me and then it, <laughs> that's gross and then it turns out that that's like now he's got new powers or he's imbued with like the Where, strength of a dozen sister abigails or whatever so far all, the only only power he really has is that he can uh crab walk that's like his only power he it's also good power ha- though it's tough he, he also has the power of well-timed fancy breathing he does so. this is true <laughs> uh, and the power of a grin he can grin whenever he wants. He's, he real, big he's grin. real bad at cult leading, though. Yeah. He's real bad. Cult. He now has zero cult members. <laughs> and I feel, I feel bad for him. Cult watch. He got no house. Who's the, he got no cult. Where's Who's the baby staying? face? Who's the baby face question. in this feud? <laughs> I just want to get a, the just fans? for the people in the room. Right. <laughs> the, fans? the fans? No, at least two out of these two competitors. 
I think Bray Wyatt is the baby face. I think Bray is the baby face. I'd, I'd think he is too, but clearly that's not what the writers think. Yeah. But maybe, I that's mean. That's the disconnect. That would be if you're going to somehow turn Bray into a baby face. And I don't know how the fuck you take a Southern Gothic cult leaguer into a baby face. The first thing you did was get rid of his cult. You haven't played Freebird. People will go crazy <laughs> for that shit. I mean, I think you got to make him look strong if you want people to cheer him. No, right now he looks like a little bitch. Yeah. A little, little supernatural bitch. <laughs> Is he just staying in hotels and making him spooky? <laughs> Excuse me. Where is your most wooden chair? <laughs> The floor, the floorboards, do they come up? <laughs> I brought my own Victorian dolls to hide around in different rooms. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Wyatt. We're going to need you to stop opening up the mini bar and turning all of the liquor into a Pentagon. You're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, every week, there's always tons of wrestling to get through. And if we missed anything, start the conversation at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or hit us up at tights fights on Twitter. That's our handle. Coming up, I'm going to make us dissect what it means to be a fan in the modern era of wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Ben, we've been accused of so many things over the course of making The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast, that we're a little bit embarrassed to be making. That is right, Adam, but the one accusation that will never stick is the sickening implication that our show is in the pocket of Big Rod. As in Gene Roddenberry. We are not affiliated with Roddenberry, and that is why we are free to subject Star Trek to zingers, twangs, rib jabs, and all different kinds of jokey insults. That's right, Ben. The Greatest Generation is the people's Star Trek podcast, and Big Rod only wishes we were their puppet. No puppet! No puppet! If you want the untainted opinions of two guys who suffer pangs of shame every time they weigh in on Star Trek in this weirdly public forum, go to MaximumFun.org or search for The Greatest Generation in your podcatcher. Tyson Bites Podcast! Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every so often, there's a big topic in wrestling that encourages us to continue the discussion at length. This is our main event. Now, this is something that is personal to me. Uh, today's wrestling fan is more informed than in any other period of wrestling. The rise of the smart mark has fundamentally changed the business for better and for worse. I'm kind of on the side of worse, and this is something that occurred to me... Uh, I asked... When I was moderating those panels for Mick Foley and Ric Flair, mm -hmm. I was like, has the rise of the smart mark made it harder to surprise the audience? The reason being, we, by and large as a group, we want to know what happens next. It makes us feel like there's some ownership of the product, which is good because it brings us in a little closer. But also, like... You have people reading whatever Dave Meltzer writes because they want to know. Like, I want to know what the main event of the next pay-per-view is going to be. And I want to know everything that they're planning to do so I feel more inside. But really what you're doing is ruining the surprise. If somebody's planning a surprise birthday party for you, you're going to fucking ruin it if you just keep going. You're throwing a surprise party, right? Where are you throwing? Yeah, if you, you keep going to the parties? are they throwing a surprise party for me website every day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair. I would rather know, and that way I know to put my eyebrows on. Because without it, I might just go to that party without no makeup. Alicia Keys in it, and that's fine. She has a different color hair than I do. I go to that party, I have no eyebrows. Now there's pictures of me at my own surprise party, and I don't look good. Looking very surprised with no yeah. eyebrows. 
you looking like Whoopi? <laughs> Would you agree with that, Danielle? Is it harder for people to be surprised because they're always trying to figure out what's going to happen next? For me, I like being a little smart because, like, I, for I don't know. For me, it's like a game where it's like. I want to know because they know that we exist and they know they're out that we're out here. So I know that they're fucking with us. Like as smart as we think that we are, we know that they are messing with us. They have to be. And so for me, I'm like, oh, Vince McMahon is on like 5D chess. Like what is he? <laughs> what is he doing? And then what's coming? And that's why like I've I've long had. Um, an opinion, and I don't say it very often because much like believing that you're a flat earther and only NASA knows about planets, it's not super popular. But I've always kind of been of the opinion of like, the company knows exactly what, what they're doing with Roman Reigns. It's kind of the only way to make like a real true heel these days is to be like, oh, y'all don't like him? Well, we're pushing him to the moon because we know you don't like him and we know he gets that reaction. Right. Now, uh, let me piggyback off of that a second. I think that Part of what the smart mark has done is there's a sense of entitlement and a sense of we know best. True story. And I know we do that on this podcast all the time. I True love story. fantasy booking and saying, well, they did this. What they should have done was that. And clearly their intention was ABC. When we don't fucking know. None of the three of us are drawing checks from wrestling. None of us are work at WWE. And I like to think that we're all pretty cognizant of the fact that, like, no, we've never wrestled and we will never be wrestling people. Of course. But there is that sense of, like, I love this, so I'm going to find out as much as possible about it. And because of that, I feel like all the opinions that I'm making are educated opinions because I know what's best. Mike, do you think that that type of entitlement makes it harder to actually just be a fan of wrestling? You know, it's funny that... We're doing this topic this week, and I don't even know what we're doing this topic this Surprise. week. Surprise. Right. <laughs> my eyebrows? Am I wearing my eyebrows on? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're backwards. Shit. <laughs> um, but about three or four days ago, I was seriously considering uh, taking a very long break from the lots of wrestling website reading mm. that I do. Um and then I'd have to really sit and think about the podcast stuff, too, because I listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts. Most of them aren't discussing rumors. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. to get to up. get the rumors, you do have to go to those sites. And I did, I think what it was, I don't know what it was, but I found myself reading some rumors thing, and I read something, and it immediately hit me that I would have loved seeing that so much better if I didn't know it was going to happen. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I just took enjoyment in the future away from myself right now because now I can see them building towards something. Because what I'm trying to get to is like, especially this week, I really, I hate Watched Raw. I genuinely hate Watched Raw. Like, right. I was excited to watch because I'm always, every Monday night, I am excited to watch wrestling to see what they are going to do from last week to continue into this week and Monday is like the center of that but I turn it on and I find myself usually consistently mildly disappointed with what I'm looking at Right. and I'm trying to figure out what that is like is this me knowing too much of the backstage whatever but I think about it I've been on wrestling websites for damn near 20 years now and it's never been this bad Right. it's never ever been this bad and they have more writers than they ever have. They have more programming that they ever had. And usually when you read the rumors, there's only about four rumors a day. There's like 15 segments on Raw. It's not that everything's being spoiled for me. It's just that I've been watching this product for so long. And then I know how it's supposed to work. Like I was super smart during the Invasion era, during like the rise of Cena and, right. and you know, the 
uh, the Kurt Angle era and all of that. And you could know things and you could still very much enjoy the product because they were thinking ahead of us. And they were doing things outside of the box and they, and they were swerving us. Now it genuinely seems like it's just week to week. I look at it now and the production value is incredible. And sometimes I feel like that fucks it up, too. Right. Because the production value is so good. If the shit doesn't make sense, it's like high definition nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and all of that is there, but it just does not seem like they're putting the time into building and telling stories, which to me is such an integral part of being able to enjoy this. Now, do you think that that because one thing I've thought about, do you think that any of that has changed since you've become a professional writer person or, you know, because you you create music and you do all this stuff and it's not like a hobby to you. It's something you do professionally. So there are parts about writing and things that you do that are just ingrained as part of who you are. How you also do a lot of creative stuff. I'm also a writer. Do you think that that might have something to do with why we're a little more jaded? Or I think so, but also I, this is from a WWE perspective. This is sort of how I see it. So the other show, uh, one of the other shows I do, we got this. Like if people are mad about whatever decision we've made, that's great. Mm-hmm. If they're real happy about it, that's great too. What What's frightening is if there's no reaction. Right. So mm. if you have a bunch of people going, well, you should have done this, you should have done that, I'm so upset, fine, just keep talking about us, keep coming back. You know, in the in the territory days, I'm sure people got fed up. They're like, this is it. If Rick, if Ric Flair doesn't lose to Ricky Steamboat this time, I'm not watching anymore because I'm tired of seeing that cheater get away with this. And this is 100% real to me. Now it's, well, as long as they're fantasy booking, it's it's fine. But let me, let me ask you a question back. This is sort of a 50-50 relationship. How much of it has to be the WWE sort of realizing these are our fans and we need to figure out a different way to relate to them and understanding their expectations and we can now lose paying subscribers? And to what extent do the fans have to back off and say, hey, it's not my job. You know, I'm not Woodward and Bernstein here. I shouldn't be hunting down leads all the time. I should be enjoying the product a little bit more. Where Where's that line? You know what I, I find really interesting? In a lot of discussions I've seen with people that work at the WWE or somehow represented talking about things that the fans aren't happy with, especially when it comes to um, Roman Reigns' push or people not being excited about booking in general, their argument always is, well, like, people are tuning in to see him. People are watching. People are showing up. We filled up such and such stadium for WrestleMania. Uh, How's your territory doing? Like, that kind of thinking but that to me is reflective of like it's it's not good and people aren't watching like they used to watch and every like almost every raw if you look at the quarter hours they go down over the course of the show right and i think that like that's not an argument they can continue to lean on and because i think when it comes down to it is this wrestling comes from a place where like you said it used to be real to people. People used to think it was a shoot. And so when the bad guy cheated to hit the good guy, people were ready to jump up out of their seats and beat him with sticks. Yeah, yeah. someone got shot. They were mad, right? Because they thought it was real. Yeah. Um, we don't have that anymore, right? But it existed for a long time after everybody knew it was bullshit. And the reason why is because we still felt the feelings. Even if we didn't believe in the outcome, we still felt the appropriate feelings. I don't feel the appropriate feelings anymore. Right. And I feel like that's the problem with the product. I'm not feeling how I'm supposed to feel. And I'm re- I tune in ready to, ready to feel. You know what I mean? My feelings are available to them. And I feel like they're not 
they're not connecting with them, you know? Do you, though? Do you feel like you go in as a complete blank slate? I mean, not blank slate, but I go in open. So you like, try. Like, so, this time I'm going to give it a shot. So, like this. When when um, Triple H came out, kicked Seth Rollins, and helped Owens win the title, I felt the same energy I used to feel, like, in 98. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm there for it. I'm emotionally available for it. I want them to get it right. Right. But to me, they're just very obviously not. Okay. Last question. I, I I do think that we, that all of us could be better fans. That doesn't mean that we just take whatever's put in front of us. But I think I think we can make some concessions on the fan side that will make it more enjoyable to watch. Is there one? What is one thing that you wish fans would do or would stop doing that you think would increase their enjoyment of the product? I think that when we fantasy book. We should be more careful about the fact that it is just a fantasy. Right. And it would be cool if it happened. But if it doesn't happen, it's not like necessarily an attack on us. Right. Because I worry that I know that a lot of those guys watch the Internet and they change the shows week by week. And it's like, nah, if you had a concrete plan, do your plan and see where it goes. Because once you start changing things willy nilly without thinking of what the entire arc of what you're doing is, that's when it gets all messed up. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. Mike? I'm I'm like I said, I'm considering staying away from rumors and that's just in a way to kinda increase my own enjoyment. Right. I don't think I owe them anything. I sure. really don't. I'm a paying customer. Of course. Uh and that's not what this is about. It's not we owe them anything, it's just I think we're getting in our own way as fans. How can we not? Yeah, do that? I mean that's the thing. I think the only the only thing that I can think of for me personally is is uh being a little bit too much swimming in swimming a little too deep in the information okay. sometimes other than that like i said i'm 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 paying my money i'm tuning in and I, and i think a lot like there are fans that do things that annoy me personally and right. like you know like the lot of the nxt kind of uh behavior and attitudes but yeah I, we gotta stop trying to get ourselves over guys. right yes. but, I, but but i think that a, shows, lo- a lot of not on this podcast a lot of what <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what allows that behavior to exist is the company not correctly managing the emotions of the fans sure. through the stories and the product? Absolutely. If people are engaged, then they're not doing a bunch of crazy shit. You know, like I watch Raw a lot, and sometimes I just look at the crowd and I marvel at how many people are just like on their phones while yeah. the match is mm. going on. You know what I mean? Like, and they have to consider that. Like, if you're not putting some shit out there that's fucking compelling, People are going to wild out, especially if they paid to be there. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like the ultimate onus is on them. And I say that because I want them to be around for 20 or 30 more years. True story. And sure. I feel like the path they're on right now, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Right. Let me throw on to that then. I get that if you go to a live event, you paid your money. It's your ticket. You can do whatever you want. Have some fucking respect for the people who are performing for you. You wouldn't go to a Chris Rock show and start asking for Tracy Morgan to come out because you don't like the joke he's telling. Also, why would you not like any joke Chris Rock tells? It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. But that idea of like chanting for somebody else and there's Tracy, a point where you've... <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> Where you've sort of crossed over and you're just trying to amuse yourself. You're going to do more to get the product changed by not saying anything and being quiet than you will by chanting something else. Can't wait to get roasted alive on the Facebook group for this. How has being a smart mark affected your relationship with wrestling? Tell us at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. 
We might be some smart marks, but that doesn't mean we can't find happiness in wrestling. Coming up, we'll share some of that with you on Tights and Fights. All right, guys, it's upon us. Next week is the 2017 Max Fun Drive. This is my second Max Fun Drive, my first with Tights and Fights. It starts on March 20th. That's Monday. We're going to be running some of the best shows of the year. There are great thank you gifts available for new and upgrading members. We're going to be celebrating friendship with a big Max Fun meetup day happening around the globe that you can be part of. It's like hands across America, but with your ears. It is the single best time to become a member at MaximumFun.org or increase support for your favorite Max Fun shows like Tights and Fights. Again, starts on Monday, March 20th. It's going to last for just two weeks, so act fast. If you've been holding off on becoming a member or upgrading, the Max Fun Drive is your time to shine. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every week, we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, you're up first. What do you want to put over? Um, well, the Performance Center is always filled with a bunch of people um, working out and having fun and doing fun stuff. And so WWE put up on their uh, YouTube a really fun video of Swan and Hayes doing their impressions of Bret Hart and Stone Cold, respectively. And it was super great. And it just seemed like they were having a really good time. And here's a clip. You know, in my day, coming into the World Wrestling Entertainment we never used boards like this. I did my own routine because I'm the best there is, the best there That's was, one. and the mm-hmm. best there ever will be, especially at working out. <laughs> I hear talking over here. Is that what I'm hearing? You're coming in here, Stone Cold Jim. You're talking about you, the best there is, Sean the best Hayes. there was. My workout ain't good enough for you. Is that what it is? What? He it even does the thing and he's bald. What? Let me tell you something, Brett. What? Right now, what? right here. What? In the PC gym, because I don't really give a damn if you're 205, what? 305, what? 405, what? 605, what? 705, what? 905. What? You lost your purple belt and now you're bad, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those guys are super good. And they both nailed those impressions. They were freaking fantastic. Um, and so yeah, that's just a little bit of fun. And Sean Hayes, like if you see uh, both of them, like Swan was doing like the hair flips and he kind of had the mannerisms when he was coming out. Sean Hayes was like... If you squint, he looks like a younger Stone Cold with like his bald ass head, and he was doing like kind of like a lot of the physicality. It's super fun if you can find it on the the YouTube channel. It's just great. It made me it made me smile and smile. Wow, I'm I like fun I'm things. I'm smiling too. I like it. Yeah, yeah. you're not smiling. I'm, you are a little bit. I'm smiling with my eyes. You are smiling with <laughs> your eyes. He's smizing. You look yeah. like you want to smile. There it is. <laughs> There's that beautiful. Show me that smile. Oh, yeah. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. I don't remember the rest. There's no, no way you the best is ready to begin. Oh, as long as we've got each other. We got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, rain and shine. All the time, we got each other sharing the laughter and love. 
Don't do drugs. Mike, <laughs> what do you want to put over? Um, honorable, quick honorable mention, number one, JBL on bringing to the table uh, hollering about his show being canceled. <laughs> Tickled me so much. I love that they cancel a show nobody watches on another show nobody watches. How about it? Um, quick honorable mention number two. Uh, if you guys get a chance, check out Raven on the last episode of Killing a Town with Storm and Cyrus. Just Ooh. three ECW guys shooting the shit, and it was fucking mm. fantastic. Uh, I want to put over something we touched on earlier. Um, the, the last segment of Raw this week with Rollins and Triple H. In the actual physical confrontation between Rollins and Triple H, something happened that you don't see all that often. It was a perfect execution of basic, basic heel psychology in that Rollins comes out to the ring ready to fight. And they jump in and they start getting at it and Rollins gets the better of him as the baby face. Triple H rolls out of the ring and grabs a crutch and hits him with that to get the advantage. Like, that is basic heel psychology. Like, oh my God, this guy's better than me. I gotta cheat. You know right. what I mean? And like, to me, like, that's that little shit like that mm. just makes such a difference and it's so missing from the product right now. So I just wanted to shout that out because like little stuff like that, it just really goes a long way because ultimately that makes Seth looks like the stronger character mm -hmm. because Triple H had to cheat to get the advantage. Nice. Here's some audio of that. How about it? Hunter's not done yet! Not my knee. That's a great crowd yeah. to do it. Yeah, they're so into it. It's great. So good. Uh, well, now that I've said bring it to the table for the third time, it's probably going to appear here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. Bring <laughs> the Babadook the table. of Wrestling Shows has returned. Why is JBL here? <laughs> but I do want to put over new co-host Corey Graves, yeah. who's replacing Paul Heyman, uh, who I, I get that it's that it's kayfabe, but I love him voicing what everybody's thinking about Shane versus AJ Styles when he's asked what he thinks about the matchup. Let's hear it said the prospect of AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon does absolutely nothing for me. Uh, I'm a fan of what Shane McMahon brings as a character to the, the show. I mean, obviously he's paid his dues. He's been around the business his entire life, literally. Uh, Shane McMahon has created quite a few memorable WrestleMania moments, but when you look back, that's all you really remember is Shane McMahon being suplexed through the glass at King of the Ring by Kurt Angle. That's right. <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm like a little worried. He's gonna get in trouble. He's gonna get in trouble for saying that. You know what? I, yeah. He should get a bonus. He should he's get a 100 percent right. That's not. And it's a great, it's a great heel thing. Number one, he's a That's heel announcer. He's a heel Number announcer. two, he's a heel announcer for Raw. Yeah. So he's gonna bury that match in favor yeah. of something on his own brand. They but did ruin. Right. They did ruin his neck forever. So maybe he has a little bit of that, like same wiggle. Room. Not not the same as Daniel Bryan, but he has a little, maybe a little bit of wiggle room. He yeah. can't he can't wiggle too hard because that neck thing. But <laughs> like, just a little bit. Also, uh, the quaff is it just going to keep growing? Yes. Yes. It'll get so tall that it's... Shane McMahon will fall off of it. <laughs> That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer is Hyrule's savior, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. 
Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. We'll be back next week for the first of our two Max Fun Drive episodes where we're going to talk about, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.